Hey, hey, welcome to This One Life. I'm your host, Carol Mix, and I'm so excited that you are here. If you haven't done so already, head on over and hit that follow button just so that you never miss another episode. So today I'm chiming in with part two of a two-part series talking about the characteristics of successful people and people that commit to themselves. So I was thinking a little bit about this after I had recorded the last episode. So if you didn't catch that one, go on back, listen to that one, because it really lists out some really great characteristics that I think we could all use in our lives. And I was thinking about this term successful and what does success mean? And, you know, success is really truly defined in so many different ways. So I didn't want it to come off like, you know what, if you don't do all of these things that I say, then you're not successful. (laughs) That's not what this is about at all, right? The first thing is for you to check in with you. How do you define success? And you know what? I think that having different ideas outside of how we define things always helps us broaden the perspective. So that's what I'm offering you when I'm sharing these characteristics and when I'm talking about it in respect to successful people or success in and of itself. Because I know for myself, looking at these characteristics, I want more of all of it. (laughs) There isn't one or the other. I want every single bit of all of these. So as I am on my own journey, as you are on your own journey in this one life, as we are creating more passion in our lives, more urgency for what the hell we want, because TikTok friends, we don't have all the time in the world, right? Today is the day. As we're looking to put structures or habits of success and habits of feeling really good in our lives here and now and as we're creating our own accountability to ourselves and to what it is that we say that we want dream and desire who couldn't take a look at more bigger better characteristics than what you already feel within yourself now maybe you have all of these already maybe they're all sitting here within you this would be the time to acknowledge how much of a badass you are, (laughs) how awesome you already are, because, hey, I do that. And there are some things where I'm like, okay, I can claim that. I can claim these things, and it feels really good to me. So you forget about these things as you're living your day-to-day life. So again, characteristics to broaden your horizon, or these are characteristics to infuse into your life because... I didn't think of it that way. And now these are some things that I can take on and do for myself. So I'm just going to dive right into the next six to close out this second part of the two parts that I wanted to share about success. So they, as in the successful people and you, (laughs) have a strong sense of self-discipline and self-control. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't it be nice to have all of that? And if you do, I'm celebrating you. But there are days where my self-discipline and my self-control are non-existent, friend. 
<laughs> They're just not here. I'm like, where the hell is the self-discipline and the self-control? And this is something that I have to work at. I have to work at this. So putting structures, I just mentioned that, putting structure in my life, connecting to my habits. What are my habits in my life and in my business? What are the habits that I have in the morning or morning rituals and evening rituals? These are the ones that I focus on and tap into. But I also look at what are my habits within my business during the day and in certain areas of my business. Because when I'm paying mind to the self-discipline, when I'm showing up fully for myself, that is when I feel successful. And that has everything to do with the self-discipline that I'm practicing. And it's a practice. It's not something you do just one time and there you are. It is a practice. And as you practice, it grows stronger and stronger. And then pretty soon, you're not wondering, where the hell is my self-control? And that is the other part of this one, right? Self-control. What does that feel like and what does that look like? And when you are practicing the self-discipline, you're creating a nice strong boundary for yourself to work on that self-control of, you know what, I am going to procrastinate or I'm not going to do this or I'm going to get distracted. All of these things that come into our lives that block or put an obstacle in the way on the road to success. So having a strong self-discipline and self-control can help clear that path of success for you. The second one is they have strong communication and interpersonal skills. Of all the things in the world that I pride myself in or that I work the hardest in, it is having strong communication. It's also being able to be a good listener too, because that is part of communication, actively listening to somebody, listening in a way that is to be fully present and listen and not just listening to respond. That's hard as hell. But when you're a strong communicator, that is something that you are working on or mastering or working towards, because that is when people feel seen and heard and understood by you, right? So really working and being mindful of being a good communicator and what does that look like? And that's not easy for some people, you know, especially if you tend to be introverted or if you are um, struggle to find the words to say the things, right? This is where we can struggle This is what can hold us back from success when we're not using our voice or we're not communicating effectively. These are roadblocks that we can run into. But when you are paying mind to it or when you are present and you're bringing this into the priorities, like, no, you know what? I need to work on this part of my communication, especially in your relationships. You know, not everybody communicates in the same way. So recognizing the differences in communication as well are totally important, especially in intimate relationships and your interpersonal skills. You know, how are you strengthening your own skill set in all the various ways, ones that I mentioned, but other ways as well, so that you feel strong, you feel confident, you have a good, strong sense of yourself and your skills, and you feel good about that, your self-esteem, right? So working on both of these, I can totally see where people that are successful, these are a priority. They're not 
not thought about. They're not on the bottom of the priority list or the, we'll work our way into paying mind to those or developing them. No, they're a freaking priority because without these two things, without the strength in both of these things, you will see an obstacle or barriers in your way every single time. The third one is they have strong problem solving and decision making abilities. Amen to that. Amen to that, right? Strong problem solving and decision making is key. Because if you are only focused on the problems, if you are only focused on trying to figure out how to fix things, then you're just going to receive more of that. But when you can pivot quickly and see that you are able to work through and find solutions, when you are a solution-based thinker as opposed to focusing on the problem, you are more positive, you are more stronger, you're not feeling so energetically drained all the time because you're just hitting up problem after problem and going through that type of process or day. Again, with decision-making, knowing what your threshold is for the decisions that you need to make or the type of decision maker that you are can really help keep you from being in decision fatigue. Think about it. Like we've got to make decisions all day, every day, over and over. If you own a business, that's all that you're doing is making decisions. So how do you strengthen those decision making abilities and skills so that you narrow things down quickly, so that you take action quickly Because when we get caught in the overthinking process and then we hyper-focus or ruminate on problems, these are areas, again, I feel like each of these are going back to how we stay stuck and then how do we get out of it, right? What is one thing that we can focus on to move through that? So thinking about how do you solve problems? Do you only see the problems and then it's got to be a crisis in order for you to go and solve or fix these things? Or are you a proactive person that's like, nope, I know that that's coming down the pike. I'm going to deal with that ahead of time so that it doesn't hijack me. It doesn't take my energy level and throw it through the roof and then I've got to figure out how to regulate myself again. And then the decisions that you're making on the day to day, are you exhausted from making decisions? Do you have to make every decision on your own? These are all key questions, but as you start to manage and look, I don't want to say manage, I don't like that word. (laughs) I'm about words, I'm managing the things, just doesn't feel good. But when we're mastering these things, when we're in the practice of with strong problem solving and decision making abilities so that it's quick and precise and aligned and it feels good like you can make a decision and feel good about it and then move on you know for myself I've had to institute a mantra if you will with decision making because it is something that gets me you know my perfection can flare up and I'll be like oh is this the right decision I'll start overthinking And when I catch myself in that type of spin, very quickly I can come in and say, don't think, just do. And then go do the next steps that I know need to be done. Not, I need to research this and find the best price for all of these things in order for me to take action. And I never take action. It's just an excuse I'm using to hold myself back. Don't think, just do. Go. 
And then making these decisions quickly like that is super empowering. And when you start to look for ways that you can infuse that into your life, obviously in a safe way, but when you start infusing that type of decision making, you are empowered in a whole different way. Let's see, the fourth one is they are open to change and new ideas. Oh, isn't that nice? (laughs) Doesn't that sound beautiful and wonderful? Especially if you are a person that struggles with certainty. If you are a person that needs high certainty, if you need to know what all the rules are going to be, change is really, really difficult and painful for you. And new ideas can seem overwhelming when you've already got things mapped out and it's rigid and it has to stay this way and now some new shit comes in and you're like, I don't need new shit. I need just what I already planned. And sometimes that safety feels really good, right? And I think in the last episode, I talked about taking risks and being able to take risks and learn from your mistakes when you are willing to take those risks. This area right here the being open to change and what does that feel like is really an important characteristic in order for you to grow, period. When we try to make everything the same and rigid and certain and we know what it's going to be, no changes, it is then that eventually we get bored, we get complacent, and that's when we start trouble for ourselves in different ways, right? So learning how to step out and step into change Make change for yourself. I do this in small ways with myself, giving myself ways to challenge myself because, oh man, I I love the comfort zone. I want everything to be predictable. Thank you very much. I've got enough shit that I'm trying to deal with. I'm juggling all the things. I don't need anything to kind of tip over the tea cart. There's a There's a couple of metaphors all mixed together for you, but it's true, right? When we are juggling all the things, we don't want no change up in here. No, thank you. But that's where the fun is. That's where the excitement is. That's where the edges of your comfort zone are. New ideas that are coming in. It opens up new ways for you to think, new ways for you to see things. It opens up new lenses for new perspectives. And that's key in order for you to be successful in whatever it is that you're doing for yourself. The fifth one is they are able to balance work and leisure. And for the most part, I feel that balance is bullshit. Like, it's not real. As much as I've tried, I've been on this never-ending quest to find balance. And I think that society has us set up in the worst effing way possible that we need to somehow get to this nirvana of being this person that is balanced between my work and my leisure and my play. And that shit's just not attainable on some level. But, 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 I do believe that there is harmony between work and play or leisure and fun and joy, right? All of that. And creating that begins within yourself. So when you begin to really look within yourself and know what the work is that you need to do and then infuse play in the middle of it or a playful attitude or a playful way that you go about the work that you know you have to do anyway, 
when you are scheduling time into your calendar because it is necessary, it is the lifeblood of what you are doing for the business that you're creating or the work that you're doing in order for you to recharge and recenter and to stay connected to what it is that you're doing so that you love what you're doing. There is nothing worse than showing up to a job or work, especially if you've created the damn business and I have owned some of these businesses where I didn't love what the hell I was doing anymore. It started off good, but then it consumed me or it kept me away from the things that I loved and needed and wanted the most. And worst of all, it kept me from myself, right? Always doing, doing this outward doing and moving further and further away from me where I'm not even recognizing myself and I'm freaking tired. That's no fun, right? So with success, I think in my definition of success, it's the harmony in the work and the play in my life. And how am I doing that? So I highly suggest you look for ways to infuse that in for you. And lastly, they're able to stay calm under pressure. Well, if that isn't the whole thing of the thing, I don't know what is. (laughs) And, you know, I think that definitely calm under pressure is important. As I'm getting older, I think that I've always been this way where I have always been a great emergency person. I'm good on my feet. I think quickly in the face of emergency and how to deal with it and can hit it head on. It's the afterwards or the aftermath of that, that everything falls apart for me. (laughs) My body literally just goes, it's like, I don't know, watching scaffolding fall down, bang, 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 you know, um, just the anxiety and the stress, the adrenaline, the release in your body. So I think that staying calm while things seem to be out of control is a practice that we do daily. And we can't expect that Oh, well, look, shit's blowing up. Now I'm going to show up and be calm in this. Like that expectation on ourselves is not realistic, even a little bit. So practicing it daily with how are you regulating your nervous system? How are you breathing? How are you giving yourself the breaks that you need so you're not always backed against the wall and always in response mode, but rather how are you practicing and giving yourself the little gaps where you're practicing calm, what does calm look like? There's so many years of my life where calm wasn't like ridiculous. It was a ridiculous thought that I would be calm, which sounds ridiculous. <laughs> but I lived that way for so many years. And it was just like hopping all the time. Go, 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 go. And I burnt myself out. My body let me know. Actually, I was just so depleted I wasn't tapped into my body and it took me 26 weeks of iron infusions just to get my body back to normal. That's insane. That's crazy. I was one step away from a full blood transfusion because I was just in fight or flight all the time. There was no calm in my life. I didn't have calm activities. It was all go, go, go or drop and then just pass out fall over sideways on the couch at the end of the day. And that is just no, it's not sustainable. It's not. I can tell you that. That was not the definition of success in any way, shape, or form. Um, It was painful. It was hard. And I had to learn the hard way, you know. But in the middle of that, and it took me halfway through 26 weeks for me to get it, 
that that one hour that I had per week to go, because I went weekly, the one hour per week that I had to sit in that chair and do nothing but think, the first half I sat there white knuckling the arms of the chairs, like, I gotta get the hell out of here. I have so much to do. I don't have time for this. If your mantra is, I don't have time for this, I'm talking to you right now. If you don't have time to even be sick, if you don't have time to do the things that your heart wants you to do, that you desire to do, but you just don't have time, I'm talking to you right now. This is where this one hour a week sitting in that chair, it finally dawned on me like, wait a minute, nobody's here asking me for help, no customers, no team that I had, nobody is asking me to solve problems for them or deal with any of their shit, no kids calling me mom, no husband needing anything, no dog that need a walk, none of it, nobody was there with me. I was there for one hour by myself getting medical care and it was like, wait a minute, I can order soup. (laughs) I would order soup and eat my soup there and I would read my book and just sit in the calm of it. And again, it took me half that time to realize that I didn't have to sit there white knuckling it, but rather this is this time is for me. So I learned while sitting in that chair, bringing myself back up to just normal levels, that I needed to infuse some calm into my life. Otherwise, I was going to end up right back in the same situation. So if this is you, I see you. And it's hard, and I know it's hard, but even giving myself that one hour per week of just sitting with myself, I'll tell you, once I got it, I got it. I got it, friend. I I put that right into my calendar, even when I didn't need to be there, so I could step away. And there were times where I would just, you know, go read my book or go for a walk or just go sit. Just go freaking sit there and just let my body rest. And then I started doing it more often. And then I started doing it for longer blocks of time. And there are times where I totally just take myself to the beach and it's a half day by myself or I'll take the dog with me because she's my bestie, right? But like there are blocks of time where I schedule it into my calendar. Now Now I have my business set up where I have two days out of the week where it's my time and it's time for me to work on my business, but infused in there is the downtime to nourish myself. So I could go on and on and on and on about how we can remain calm in the face of all that is going on because every single one of us have busy, crazy busy lives. But if we are not finding the harmony to blend both the work and what makes us happy, that is, I believe, when we are suffering and struggling the most. That is how we are disconnected from who we are and who we could be. And that is not what we are about here. Not in this one life anyway. Maybe, I don't even want to say maybe in another life. My brain thought that, but I'm like, no. How about not in any life? (laughs) Not the one we're living now or the one that we may even go to. We are not here just squandering this time. So pay mind to these things. And again, uh, these are definitely some fantastic characteristics that are here that if you already have them and they are part of your success equation, awesome, I'm celebrating you. And if they're not, I invite you to take a look and pick one out. 
pick a couple out and see how it feels to you. Bring it into your life, into your practices. Just sit, even if you have, let's say, a morning intention or ritual for your mornings. This is something that I work on with my clients is really helping them to create a really strong, solid morning ritual so that the rest of the day they can feel some sense of control, right? So when you're infusing one or some of these into your day at the beginning, you are more mindful and present and intentional with what you're doing for your success. And that's what this is about. So, all right, I'm going to leave you the same way that I always leave you. Remember, where, wherever you are today, let's make this one day meaningful. Let's make it magical. And above all else, make this one day matter. All right, go get it. I'm going to see you on the other side and in the next episode. Take care of yourself. <laughs>